Welcome to Halfway, the podcast all about lively and insightful gender-based discussions. Hello everyone, I'm your host, Sarah Gollum Hassan. I hope you're doing well and are ready to delve into this episode. Today with me, I have two guests who you will meet very soon. Together, we're going to discuss the role male gaze plays in self-objectification, as well as our feelings around body shame and self-consciousness. Before we jump into the episode, make sure to follow us on Instagram at Halfway the Podcast so you don't miss out on any extra content such as memes, TikToks, Instagram polls, or even just information and updates about upcoming episodes. I will also be uploading educational posts based on topics we cover on the podcast. Anyways, without further ado, let's jump right into it. Joining me today, I have two guests whom I love very much. We both go like really way back because like I have Raid, who was one of my first guy friends when I moved to Mauritius and then Akina who wasn't one of my first friends but is now one of my closest friends <laughs> that's for sure but yeah so Akina do you want to go ahead and introduce yourself hello my name is Akina my pronouns are she her my occupation is being a student currently in a university in Japan and my hobbies include reading and sleeping <laughs> nice I love that <laughs> Raid, please tell us a little bit about yourself now hi my name is Raid. I'm currently in the UK studying here becoming an engineer I currently work a retail job in Hollister, which is very interesting because you get to experience some new things. Um, hobbies include right now, because of lockdown, sleeping, eating, and Call of Duty. That's it right now. <laughs> Nothing more. <laughs> so that's really good. Nice. Up next, we delve into the male gaze and how it has impacted how we perceive ourselves and others. So I was doing some reading to prepare for this episode and I found out that most of the time we internalize the male gaze and this causes us to self-objectify when we become aware of society's beauty expectations and then this in turn causes us to monitor ourselves in anticipation of how others will judge our appearances and consequently treat us. So with that being said, Akina, can you relate to this? Like, do you find yourself monitoring how you look, especially like when you're getting ready to go out somewhere? Yeah, um, for me, it's mostly in terms of greasy hair. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> I, I've become very self-conscious about having greasy hair, mostly when I'm going out. But um, since form five, maybe, or even after school finished, I've become less self-conscious about my appearance, mostly because I've gotten very lazy. <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean I just don't care really anymore at this point but uh, it, it also depends where I go because like if I go to the to a fancy restaurant I'll definitely dress up a bit more but mm. if it's just in the public at the mall I'll just go with my to-go clothes mm. so like what are some of the thoughts that run through your mind when you're getting ready and like what influences the outfit choices that you make usually if it's like summer I would wear t-shirts but then Sometimes, um, depending on what where I'm going, really, if it's like the beach, I'd probably bring a swimsuit to swim, right? So then I would have to somewhat shave just so that, well, yeah, because the beach and you'd swim, right? Yeah. But the club too, I would also try to dress up a bit more. I'd, I'd definitely wash my hair before going just because I want to look and feel pretty. Yeah. <laughs> Which is kind of 
yeah at least it doesn't happen too often but um it's quite time consuming sometimes mm, yeah I totally agree like especially like with the beach thing for me like I don't know about you but if we had like a beach plan to go to or something it wouldn't be like every time but I would often like I would have to prep <laughs> in quotation marks before going to the beach because I would feel like pressure to shave and things like that and also mm-hmm. like um I don't know if you would like be able to relate to this but I would like I used to also practice in quotation marks like moving around in my swimsuit because I would be so self-conscious of like my stomach and things like that so I would like I would literally practice like bending down to pick something up and shit like that because I would be like self-conscious about like how my body would move and things like that but I'm so glad that I've moved past that and I don't feel that self-conscious anymore yeah also for the club I can definitely relate to that where it's like for some reason going clubbing there just feels like a lot of expectations like I don't feel pressure to look better but I feel like there's an expectation to dress up better to like go clubbing and stuff yeah. like that yeah, yeah, yeah definitely like you, you feel like you need to wear at least a kind of prop top or something just to reveal a bit more which is kind of the dress code but at the same time for yourself I mean for me anyways it's become also um something of self-confidence because I used to be very self-conscious about my stomach so it's also um boosting my self-confidence but at the same time it's kind of annoying that it's just because of the club that I'm actually dressing up and like in my daily life because mm. I, I, if I was to wear like you know the clothes I wear at the club stay at the mall I'd be getting some look and <laughs> I'd feel really self-conscious mm. I can totally relate to that like I find like I do feel a lot more confident when I can wear like revealing clothes at the club but then I'm also like is this actually because of like I think I've already mentioned this in a previous episode but like is this because of like the male gaze and stuff like that like how are we being tricked into like liking this stuff because we get validation from it can I add something as well like mm-hmm. I know a lot of my friends as well like here or in Mauritius as well well mainly here as well but like a lot of people as well like do it for themselves as well they don't do it for anyone else because they they enjoy doing it because they have such like a um, self-confidence in themselves like oh I'm I'm feel comfortable in this this is my skin and I'm like yeah because I've asked people like at, at work as well like a lot of people like say I, I'm not doing it for anyone else like if I have a boyfriend or girlfriend like yeah that's them but like I'm doing mainly for myself and like how I want to show like the world like I'm this person I'm no one else I'm not copying anyone else I'm kind of like that strong independent person there but as well as you're saying like people kind of have that idea of like oh I need to wear this certain thing because oh this certain person's probably going to be there or like or oh that man that guy's going to be there because oh I need to wear that you know which is kind of you have to have 50 50 like what what way are they doing it you don't you you'll never know which which way you're what way you're going why you're wearing it in that sense sometimes yeah I totally agree I feel like the frustrating thing is like you could be genuinely doing it because you enjoy it and because it makes you confident but you're you are still feeding into like the male gaze which is like what makes it so hard to navigate and what is like so frustrating about it so right have you felt like that those around you or even yourself have ever been like feeding into the male gaze by like attributing value to women based on their appearances well for me personally I'll say yes and no because I'm not saying every guy is the best guy or every guy is the worst guy like everyone has their own thoughts and own process because no one else is no one can go through things that everyone else can go so if you look at someone and look at them like how they their appearances and like some people some guys look at someone oh 
they're looking at their outfit like some people look at their styles and stuff like oh this is nice like Mm-hmm. okay this is what what can i what can i take from this i'm like because like you'll be looking from like head to toe the mm-hmm. girl might look and be back and like why is he staring at me like this or like you're in the tube or something and like the tube mm-hmm. is such an awkward place yeah because like you're so you're so close to each other and you're so face to face and like and there's nothing, there's nothing to do because you can't use your phone or you can use your phone but like there's no signal down there so like, oh yeah unless you have like a game or something on your phone but no, no one really has games on their phones anymore we're not <laughs> 10 years old anymore <laughs> so like you're so close to each other that like, like you end up like stare, not stare yeah you unconsciously stare at people like you're not doing it like you're trying to focus one place and like trying to look at, the, at someone and if it's like a girl or something and you're looking at them and like they you can you kind of see them uncomfortable in that way mm. so like I even myself I'm like I'm trying not to look because I know how awkward that people are looking at me because like I don't mind people looking at me but just a bit awkward and like a bit like that kind of um, why what are you staring at what have I done what like what are you looking yeah, at yeah. like okay so same thing like I, I'm gonna go back to stare at like if I'm looking she thinks she's looking I'm looking at her like oh is my is my top too too low is it is my skirt a bit too high or like you know what I mean like pe- people think that like even though I'm not looking that way like you can you can t- totally see like oh she's like trying to put her jacket over a bit more to the to the center or like mm. you know I'm, a lot of people that in the train in the tube that happens like that or even at work I could uh, at work a lot of things happen because I in retail in like a lot of industries like I work 80% of it's female even at work at Hollister's like mm-hmm. 80% of my like colleagues are all female so mm-hmm. like a lot of these uh customers that come in have like um well where I live as well like it's quite a like the the shopping center I live in like the not I live in but the shopping center that I go to that I work <laughs> in but, yeah is it, I don't live in there. It's a bit more. It's a bit more dodgy. Like how like guys come in and like they will just literally stand there and stare at people and like at the girls and stuff. Because at work you need to dress a certain way. Like to come to work and like um like you need to follow the trends and stuff. And some of the trends are a bit like like now dresses are coming in or like skirts. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. girls want to work. Like they come to work and they wear what they want to wear. Like, they just want to be free and stuff. So like the guys come and like they proper stare at the girls sometimes. Mm. And like it's really weird and really awkward. That's yeah like yeah and the sad thing like with the tube example is like obviously like if a stranger is staring at you you're gonna feel uncomfortable because you don't know their intentions what have been your experiences with like locker room talk have because I know that's a very big stereotype that guys are often like objectifying women and stuff like that but like have you had experiences where your friends will be your guy friends will be doing that of course what guy friends of (laughs) or any friend I'm not saying any guy friends or any anyone does it because I feel like in a certain way, like when you're talking about someone else, like you don't know, it's easy to objectify someone. Mm. But if you know someone personally, like you, are you talking to them? Then in that way, you you don't object, or you still mm, they will still, but they will like more have a, a friendlier basis on them. But like say like for my friends, like at work, uh, a customer comes in, she's like pretty and she's good looking or something. They they will start talking about her like how she's like come like a, a thing. You know when I put thing in inverted commas, that's yeah. that's what how they will talk about it. Mm. It's really weird because, like, at that point in time, you don't realize how it's wrong. Mm. But then I feel like after a while, you think about it. I'm like, what happens if someone talks to you about like you're an object, like a a cardboard box or something? Like, it's not it's not right. Like, but I feel like it just comes a norm. And I'm not saying um, how like the British slang as well. Mm. How that's turned to like a lot of like um, girls have been objectified in that kind of way as well. They. so it's like in the like British slang itself it's like that normalizes it even more because it's just like everyday words that people use pretty much yeah Mm. which is predominantly in like London area I feel I can't speak for outside London or 
anywhere else like London because everywhere else is different so yeah yeah I hate how like it's so true how normalized it is because like to a lot of guys that do it it probably is just like them thinking like oh we're just looking at someone and like talking about how they look but it's a lot more than that where like you're they're attributing their worth to their looks and it's like the fact that they're seeking out girls in general to look at if that makes sense like looking at people that walk past you you shouldn't be like immediately like putting them on a scale or like trying to rate how attractive they are because that's not a person's inherent worth you should just be like oh there's a person like you know what I mean yeah like if a person walks into like uh into a room or something or like somewhere like that and we're all like we're all standing there like even the girls some girls at work as well like they do this as well like they objectify other girls as well Mm. so they they kind of group into that as well and like I feel like it's just a norm like very normal like a norm like here they do it I feel like there's a chance that it's like a mouton um a sheep, a sheep what's it called like behavior? they're following <laughs> what the norm is yes yes it's like yes because some people would begin it in shepherds or whatever and then the rest would just like follow you know a few years ago there was um some exchange students that came to school and there was one girl she was going up the stairs and there were a bunch of boys who were down and they were just laughing at the girl and it was just so because they, they were like laughing and they were like really looking at her and it was just so uh. But I feel like maybe not all of them actually intended to, but like since the group decided let's look yeah. and laugh and admire, I have to follow the group or I could be shunned or, you know. Yeah, for sure. But was that just like a side question? Was that at our school? Yeah. Oh my God. I feel like the younger you are, like the less known of the world you have, the more mature you get, the more understanding of people you have. So like yeah. the more people you talk to the more people you branch out to the more understanding you are to other people and more respect you pay to other people because you wouldn't like someone to treat you with like dirt respect like no like no respect at all but you want to treat everyone else like how you are treated so like mm-hmm. so why would you go and talk to and objectify people and you don't want to be objectified so why would you go do that to someone else I feel yeah. like maturity maturity comes into this like like at work I, quite a few older people and like oh you can see the very mindset of people like from from coming from Bocage to coming straight to like England like mm. how like there's a good five ten years maturity different gap even though like it's kind of the same age but there's a big maturity gap in like how people act as well mm. I'm not saying they still have that kind of younger mature like younger self but they're, they're matured in a little bit better way than like how Mauritian people are I feel like Mauritian well I'm I'm Mauritian but I feel like Mauritian people are more uncivilized than other people not er- not everyone but but in a, in a sense I mean the guys. I, the guys I can I can agree to a certain extent some people on the road those yeah. who, who cat call and all they are like real animals they they really make you feel like um you you know you're not even there you're you're like a, a sitting sock or something <laughs> yeah but, uh, I think it also depends because um our generations becoming more aware for one so mm. there's that but there's also your surrounding because like if if your your friends your family have always been poorly talking about other people then of course you will kind of assume this too but if you are educated you're you have access to social media you're less likely to adopt this 
Yeah, I 100% agree. Like, I feel like we shouldn't generalize Mauritians because that like will come off as a little bit, a little bit racist. <laughs> but I definitely do agree that in general, like the education system in Mauritius is different to other countries in the sense that they don't put a lot of value on um, social aspects. Like they just teach um, very educational aspects like literature, you know, the subjects, but they don't teach like um, other things that you should have to like be a better person. So like in that yeah. sense, I definitely agree that like people who are less educated, like in quotation marks, will definitely be uh, more prone to like objectify women and things like that, which is like a problem in Mauritius because they don't teach these things. I feel like as well, like in, I'm just coming from my kind of view, maybe it might not be true, but I feel like if you have other siblings in the house like like um two sisters and you're the only guy in the house so like i feel like just coming off my basis though to prove anyone could bring me wrong but i feel like you tend to have more more respect for the for your other girls because like you yourself have sisters and like you want nothing to happen to your sisters because yours are the protector and they want to be the best and stuff but then that's also come like like how your parents raise you as well mm. how like how like mm. if your if your parents are like because your parents are the first people you learn from so if like if your parents are like the ones doing it in the first place so like, oh, okay, my parents are doing it, so oh, it's fine, I'll do the same. Mm, sorry, just to go back nice on finish. what you were saying earlier, um, I think the the general, maybe not the general, but the older male population in Mauritius, they're just not aware of how bad catcalling is, because I once had a conversation with my dad, and I brought up a catcalling issue, and to him, it didn't seem like a problem, to him it was just, it just meant that the Mauritians they didn't know how to they didn't know how to express themselves so it was like a it was just their way in a poor communication manner but just their way of communicating their appreciation for women and oh this God. really just you know triggered me yeah. but it shows that really it can be anybody but also it's maybe a mentality of certain age that just weren't educated about how bad it was how bad it is yeah for sure I definitely feel like it comes down to like your education and who you were who your role models were like what you were saying right but um also to go back to what you were saying earlier right I definitely agree with how like kids or like younger people are more prone to just like being more disrespectful because the thing is like when you're especially when you're younger you're like still trying to find yourself and you're trying to just like fit in so the issue with this isn't like trying to like quotation marks it's not really the issue is like trying to fit in I feel like the issue is more about our role models and our education where if we were taught it's wrong to objectify women it's wrong to like look at girls like that then it would definitely um change the way kids act probably I can add something as well because like I'm from in Mauritius I'm from a village so this is really like weird as well like so like when we finish praying and stuff like we're Mm -hmm. outside the mosque so like outside the mosque there's like a little like a like a shop like all the guys stand like around the shop area like talking stuff and like when the bus like say the bus that comes from care pit comes like in comes here and like everyone comes out the bus like there's like girls and ladies and stuff and everyone on the bus coming out like these people just finish praying right like to god they just sit and stare at everyone coming out the bus like not the guys just and you can totally see like all the guys and like because my cousins because i'm standing there as well like my cousins i'm talking to my cousins and stuff like you can see my cousins like just there, like oh like get our zoli mums in like you know what i mean like, get our zoli <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, look at this nice girl like oh imagine, like oh imagine i can take her or you know what i mean like mm. oh you know like there's kind of like weird names you, like kind of things you get and like can you just oh. not look like it's just you know what i mean like, like it's just weird at this point like 
And like, it's even weirder because my, my cousin, his dad does the same. So, and he's mm. followed the same thing. So as you're saying, like role models, so like they're both doing the same and like, and they're both there. So like, yeah. Oh God. I feel like um, the fact that in Mauritius we have um, boys and girls schools, maybe the fact that the boys and the girls are separated, it does influence quite a bit the way, um, since they're not like around the other gender, but at the same time, the schools should be able to teach their students not to do this. Because, I mean, it just doesn't make sense. How, how can they do this? I mean, usually everybody has a mom. So, like, how, how can you just disrespect so much? Yeah. It's just... Yeah, and to add on to, like, the having separate um, gendered schools, I feel like that kind of gives out the message that, like, um either sex is distracting to each other if that makes sense i feel like with girls and boys schools like it is a stereotype for those for the separate same sex schools that they all date a lot and i feel like that's because they've been like in quotation marks deprived um of the other gender that they don't realize that it's just another human like it's not about like just because they're the other gender you have to date them if that makes sense and I feel like that perpetrates the idea that like to guys let's say that girls are just like these things that are there for you if that makes sense mm-hmm. I feel like if if they had you know mixed secondary schools it would really help them boys and girls you know understand each other and avoid this objectification because mm. you have girlfriends you have boyfriends space between those two words but um it's fine we don't judge (laughs) it would make it way harder for you to actually objectify the other person you know yeah Mm -hmm. can i add something as well like i know i don't like talking about religion stuff because two things i don't really talk about but how religion comes into this like same from like my muslim background like how like subject like have separate schools like not strict muslims but like a good muslim will send their kid to like an old guy school just saying maybe not but but when they get these guys get deprived of that kind of other gender kind of side they come curious and when they come curious they start going anti not everyone but this is kind of like the general trend like they kind of go bad and like they try to experiment and then they try to go like do everything like against what their parents are saying mm. this is why it kind of starts like oh don't look at the, the girls look the other way like lay, lower your gaze and stuff like but the guy's like when he's out and about like just start looking and like oh my god like <laughs> the first time you know what mm. I mean? like, <laughs> kind of that way it's, it's kind of that sense as well like um like if if people don't get that kind of other human interaction with other people like apart from their own gender i feel like that kind of in the long run i think maybe it might impact them in like how they behave I'm not saying it, it might impact them in a good way like they might like have a higher respect for girls and or they could not depends very very um it's a very difficult one to say because it's on a day-to-day cases like you don't you mm-hmm. wouldn't know but I feel like that could happen as well in that sense yeah I definitely agree because it's kind of almost like it's like in their minds they've been deprived from it and they're like what is this then they like want to mm-hmm. like it just paints girls at like as like not these humans because like in the end men and women we're all just like human you know we're all mm-hmm. like technically the same obviously we'll have our differences but if you like separate guys from girls and vice versa they'll like paint this image of the other gender in their mind that's just not realistic at all which makes so it makes sense that like when they actually do interactions with the other gender they like won't even know how to treat them properly because mm, like um there's somebody I, I know she went to a all girls school and um she was actually not very comfortable about um being around other guys not exactly not uncomfortable not comfortable but like she preferred being 
with girls, with friends or classes than, you know, than being with the male mm. males because you just get so used to it. And so I think it's because like you're still growing, right? During mm-hmm. school, high school and everything. Yeah. So it's kind of important that you are put together with males just so that you, you can learn and not go crazy rogue yeah. um, afterwards. <laughs> yeah. The, old, the girls versus guy schools, you were saying how like it prevents like, because guys aren't friends with girls. They don't really know like that, like girls are just normal human beings. That's what you're saying, right? And I agree with that. But I also feel like it even bleeds into um, say mixed schools where the guys at our school, like most of them, they would be friends with girls and they would be totally fine with girls and they would treat us like normal. But you would notice that when it came to girls that they didn't know and girls they weren't friends with, those were the girls that they would objectify. Like, I don't know if you've noticed this, Akina, but like in some of our circles, some guys will like pull up a picture of a girl and be like, oh, look how pretty she is. And they'll like talk about girls like that. Mm Mm-hmm. So I feel like it's like, even though mixed schools, like they treat girls slightly better than in when you haven't been exposed to girls at all, there still is the element of like guys being taught that girls are just like these objects and objectifying girls that they don't know. Mm, yeah, but I feel like it's also something that's present in girls because um, I don't know if, I mean, I I have a memory of a few times when girls actually did put up pictures of guys mm. and showed it to them friends but in those cases it's usually you know crushes and all that you know still um, yeah yeah. I feel like when it's a crush it's fine because you aren't like talking about them just on based on their looks like it's not always just looks as well like it's your feelings as well exactly yeah what's inside yeah then you just want to share that oh this guy I like him yeah and it's also like have you been through the thing where it's like if you like someone and you're telling your friends about them you'll like talk about them first right but then obviously your friends will ask for a picture and then you're like trying to like search like i swear they're just not photogenic (laughs) (laughs) yes then you see the person comes first and then the looks just so that the friends have have a face to put onto this description yeah, yeah, exactly. I feel like I feel like some of my like friends like which are girls, like they like they like to have personality first on the top of their list. Mm-hmm. Their looks looks for like five percent, ten percent of like what the person is, more like how they personal because nowadays like here, like on maybe everywhere else, but they, they want someone who's um very caring, who's nice and who's like lovable, like that kind of perfect everyone says perfect prince charming, but you know, like that kind of that kind of person who relates to themselves, like they're a nice personality wise. So you can have like the you have the be- you could be the best looking guy in the world, but then like your personality is rubbish, and you treat people like the S word. Can't be saying, but mm. <laughs> very rubbish. But you can have like these nice people, like really nice pe- personalities, down to earth. But they're like a two on the as we shouldn't really on the like conventionally the- attractive scale. Yeah, there's that word. Yeah, everyone's beautiful. Everyone's beautiful in their own way. That's why exactly. I always say. Yeah. I feel like themselves, I do this myself. I kind of like, I put myself on the scale. So, you know what I mean? Like we all do it unconsciously as well. So like, mm-hmm. but like the girl will probably like go for the guy who's good looking first, like here in, in England as well. I feel like it's the human reproductive system and they're like in the mindset, like, oh, the better looking guy will give me better looking kids. Mm-hmm. Not that they want kids, but like that. I don't know how it's said in like yeah, biolog- that, that, biological that time cold. terms. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, terms, but. In that way it's just they're like the the brain saying that like mm-hmm. in their back but they don't know why so like yeah if it's the strongest we we mm-hmm. came in we've we come from the same place like 
So yeah, it's always brought down. We're not we've we've evolved, but we still have the same roots from before. So for yeah. sure, but like once you get to know like someone who has a good, really good, great personality and like really good everything, the girl's like, oh, where's you been all my life? And like <laughs> and like and they then they realize, oh, I've been going for the wrong person. I've been looking at the wrong person. Like, so. mm. I also want to amplify how much like self-objectification impacts us because studies show that it is associated with things like increased body shame appearance anxiety self-surveillance disordered eating and a few other things but can you guys relate to any of these negative impacts um so for me it's mostly um uniforms so um i don't know if you remember but in bocage from form one to three or five we had the same kind of skirts right they mm-hmm. weren't elastic they were just just oh, yeah like, you know just like that you couldn't like you couldn't fit them all they weren't elastic at all so for i think from form one to five or three i would wear the same size because um we were kind of cut Hey guys, just thought I'd jump in here and give a little bit of context. So first of all, club in English translates to cheap or stingy. And the skirt that we're referring to was essentially shaped like a trapeze with no elastic or zipper in it in order for you to put it on. It was very annoying because it was for all of us in the locker rooms. You could see that we were all struggling to get oh in. Oh my God. You <laughs> would jump. You would jump just to try to get it in. And it was the biggest pain Yes, you were giving me major flashbacks. (laughs) Yes, it was hell putting it in the morning and and during PE and even after school removing it. Mm -hmm. But for me, it really made me feel kind of um, subconscious about my hips because the hips were really the problem. They were the ones that were not allowing me to wear my skirt. Mm -hmm. Then I kind of started disliking my hips as a result Mm. and becoming self-conscious about it, which was kind of, well, not very great, but like, you know, the fact that this uniform was there and it was not really accommodating to the female growth body mm-hmm. um, was mm-hmm. kind of a, yeah, for me. But, yeah. Um, yeah. Like with the skirt, I don't know what bitch designed that, <laughs> but it is literally, <laughs> like, they assume that, like, you don't have an ass or anything. Like, you're just like a line. Yeah. <laughs> so you'd, you'd yes, have to be yes. a line to wear that. And I can relate to, like, I also didn't want to buy a new skirt because... Um, I didn't want to feel like I couldn't fit into a skirt that ev- all the other girls could fit into. Yes, that too. And also, um, at one point, the school updated the skirt to become really long. And so <laughs> I didn't want to wear that ugly ass skirt. So I didn't want to buy a new one. Yeah. But yeah, that, oh, I hate that skirt. <laughs> that was a, the skirt, the newest skirt, right? It was really long and they would tell us not to fold it, but everybody would end up folding mm. it. Anyways. <laughs> it was just too long, you know? But I wanted to add, uh, in our year group, there were a number of girls who, um, well, had, you know, pretty much flat stomachs. So then you felt, in a way, pressured to actually look the same. Because, like, we used to have lockers, right, where we used to change and everything. Mm. The, you could tell that there were a number of girls who, you know, like, flat and everything on the stomach and everything. So then you just felt very pressured to look fit too. Because like you have pee very often. So then it's not just one year. It's like the whole for the entirety of your um, high school year. You felt somewhat pressured to also look like them just to be able to fit in. 
Yeah, I totally agree with that though. But and that's like something that I didn't think about because during my last two years, I think of school, I didn't have PE because of my subject choices. But mm -hmm. I forgot about that because like I don't remember feeling particularly self-conscious. Like I did feel self-conscious, but not like excessively. But yeah, that's definitely something that also impacted me. But also I just want to add on to that. I find it crazy that we both like felt like that because to me, like you've always had like a flat stomach and you've always been like skinny and stuff like that. So I find it so crazy that that's how we felt. <laughs> yeah, it's it's because like when when even I look back at my pictures in form one, I was like a freaking stick, uh, <laughs> very weird stick, but a stick. Mm -hmm. um, but like I for for such a long time, I felt like yeah, it's not flat, and I had to get it flat, and I just mm -hmm. felt not comfortable with my stomach not wearing a bikini I couldn't wear a bikini I would always mm. wear a one piece just because of this yeah this is why I didn't do swimming in, in Bocage oh my god swimming was a nightmare <laughs> yeah it was this, thank god this is why wait how'd you get out of it uh doctors know it every day oh shit <laughs> yeah but what I wanted to add was that I had to also wear a belt every week so from from one to well until very recently I think last year I would wear a belt every at least once per week and there was a, a certain number of holes that I would usually wear right mm. so then I ended up unconsciously actually measuring my my stomach would fall mm. you know because of this and whenever I had to increase I felt kind of like oh no I'm taking on some weight so then I would try mm. to reduce my food consumption during the week just for a hold you know so that was also something about uniforms and their impact on me. Yeah, that really sucks because I feel like society like pretends that, okay, so like there's an ideal beauty expectation, right? But society pretends that first of all, this is achievable. And then also that we're not going to grow throughout our lives because you literally are going to keep growing throughout your entire life and you're going to like gain weight or lose weight and things like that. And it's all like, normal and but society like pretends that there's only one model to fit into and that's like the only acceptable thing but yeah how about you right have you dealt with any of these negative impacts yeah of, of course i have um like as i was saying for for me at school i didn't really have like any of the uniform issues i think i feel like the uniform was okay for guys i feel like not really a problem like but in england when i first started here like or even in mauritius i always do be really conscious about my tummy how fat I was and my, like how my tummy was so, like if I go to like someone's house or like, I'm at home I always need a pillow to cover my tummy so no mm. one could see it it kind of gave me that reassurance like okay I've got that I got that pillow that no one can see my tummy I'm like okay I'm fine because like when you sit down like you're it's everyone who every, anyone in the world like even you have a six-pack whatever your tummy will bulge out a bit because of like how you're sitting it's, like, yeah I was thinking in my head, I'm like, oh, I'm 10 times as fat now. Like, mm. I got hide it. Even like when I came back from Mauritius, like last year, I, I gained so much weight just, just eating my mum's food because my mum's food is really good and really nice. <laughs> so I, I was like, I can see the difference of my clothes, how it doesn't fit. So like me being me, I don't want to buy new clothes sometimes. Like I just want to use the same ones. So like I had this period of like, I only recently finished as well. Like I was eating like one meal a day, just kind of lose that kind of weight and like going out, walking a lot, like try to eat as less as I can. And yeah. it, it worked, but it's pretty bad. Like most of my trousers was not fitting now. Like they're all falling down. I'm like, okay. Like when I look at myself in the mirror, I was like, now I feel like, okay, I'm happy with my body. But like, I would think about other people, how would they view my body? Like, oh, okay, I'm happy with my own body. I don't care what people think but then like mm. my consciousness of like other people like oh how would they look at my body I'm like the guy's fat I'm like or when I go to the beach it's like and I used to take my t-shirt off I take my t-shirt off and run into the sea so no one could see me <laughs> mm. even my cousin when I was, he never used to swim because he thought he was fat 
we used to always force him to come swim. Unless we come to like a private pool, like in a somewhere like that, and then he'll swim back to the beach. He'll never swim. That's literally so sad to hear. And like the irony of feeling pressure to not be like quote unquote fat, it's ironic because when you do feel like you have gained weight and stuff like that, a lot of people will lose it in unhealthy ways. But the irony of that is that fat people get shamed because people claim that it's unhealthy and that's why they shame them. But then they're shamed to the extent that like they lose it in unhealthy ways. Mm. Yeah, because I now I wear whatever I want to wear, but I still have a very consciousness of like what I'm wearing. Does this look nice? Do people think I'm cool? It's just kind of weird. Like you need to think about what other people think all the time. Like I know it's not good, but sometimes you you do to fit in to feel good about yourself. Sometimes I feel. Yeah. I know. It's like when you go out, you don't want to. You want to put yourself. You want to present yourself in a good in a way that you feel good because you don't want to be thinking about what other people could be thinking about you when you're out mm-hmm. if that makes sense because mm-hmm. like same wearing like my designer things people start looking at me like my designer like okay this guy's got oh look at this it looks nice and like yeah so you're only looking at me because i have like, like designer things on but if i was yeah. wearing like a, a top from primark or something then, <laughs> then what you'd be looking like you wouldn't be really looking like you know what i mean like so mm-hmm. i buy designer things because it makes me feel my, me personally I like them and it makes me happy and I'm, I work hard for them and it makes me proud but like some people buy it just to make them look like oh they're super cool and look the part because mm. like in England like there's a trend like you need these designer things very stylish very cool where we look good looking like you need these things like even the girls like oh so you don't have this oh they're too broke to me oh god yeah, yeah. yeah it happens it Are happens like yeah I've seen this myself. That's also like low-key classist as well, because it's like, oh, you're, yeah. you're poor. So it's a lot of messed up things when you go to like different countries, like very different around the world as well. So, mm-hmm. yeah. And do you feel like you've been able to grow from some of these insecurities? Well, for me, it's um, well, kind of ironical, but it's probably thanks to guys um, that I've spoken to and um, well, my current relationship too. But uh, I've grown out of my physical insecurities in terms of my hips I finally understand that big hips are actually good according to society to most males or some males and I realized that I don't actually have to worry about my stomach so that's pretty good but I, I do have other insecurities but at least these these I don't worry about anymore mm. that's good and like so how do you think you grew from it was it because you received reassurance that your body was normal yeah it, it's heavily thanks to this from a bunch of people from friends and um it really made me see that actually my, my body is actually pretty good it's not there's nothing wrong with it so it, it was really a, an eye-opener for me really and it's thanks to that I actually can appreciate my body more mm. That's good. I feel like my experience was different to yours because I feel like the way I managed to like accept my body and grow confident with it was because when I was in like form one and stuff, I used to like find myself fat like all the time, which is very also fat phobic, which is like a big problem. That's we'll leave that for another day. But um, yeah, I used to like not think that my body was like nice and stuff like that but what helped me like grow out of it was when I was older I would look at pictures of me in form one and I'd look at the picture and I'd be like wow I really thought that I looked fat there and I would realize that like I never was fat and I'm like still not fat but like now I feel like I've gone to the point where like I'm trying to remind myself that being fat isn't like ugly because like there's no inherently ugly body type per se So like, that's something that I'm working on now where I have to remind myself that because it's literally just like my internalized fat phobia talking. But yeah, what about you, right? Me? um, I feel like since I've been a lot 
a lot of like at home by myself like a lot so I feel like I've been spending time a lot with myself and like getting to my know myself mm. in such a way like to feel like how I am as a person so like I've come to the fact like like when you spend a lot of time alone you get to ignore all those criticism and like those critiques and stuff about yourself mm-hmm. it's like you get to you get to know yourself in that way like okay you're you're beautiful how you are like <laughs> your your body is that way so like nothing can change you and like if like someone wants to say something about you let them say something about you that you don't that's not true you know what's true so I feel like I'm still working on my like myself but like in a way being home by myself as well like it's help me improve my understanding of myself in such mm. a way like I'm proud and I'm I can go out there and like run naked in the road or something you know, <laughs> you know what I, mean? I like, love yeah. that yeah like now like I can't wait to go back to Mauritius and I'm like I've got pink pineapple shorts my, my <laughs> she got she's like need to wear these I'm like I'm like well, I can't wait to wear them because like I could just like be normal once like not like be conscious about my body like go to the beach like walk around like look cool like yeah baby steps but get in there eventually yeah I love that I feel like I can definitely relate to that because especially my first lockdown when I was in Australia I was just with my sister so I was like more alone like per se than I am yeah. now because I'm with my family now the rest of my family but I totally relate to that where like you're alone so much and you're not really like having to worry about other people's opinions that it really helped mm-hmm. me like figure out what I liked and be confident of my own opinion of myself what can yeah. you relate to this Akina yeah because like I, I'm not going out at all right so um I feel like I can let go a bit more on taking care of myself mm-hmm. uh, yeah like <laughs> it's kind of gross but um sometimes I, I just don't have time to but I don't wash my hair for quite a while because <laughs> nobody's gonna see yeah but also I, I mean I don't have yeah. time to but um it, it's less of bother like even if it, it stays greasy it doesn't bother me that much because who's gonna who's gonna come and look at, at it you know <laughs> But uh, yeah, like even if I have a pimple, it doesn't bother me that much because as long as anybody's going to see it when I'm mm. at home. And even if I do go out, if there's a mask, um, I'm kind of okay with, I mean, I feel less con- self-conscious about myself thanks mm. to yeah. not seeing people. Because <laughs> I can relate to you. You can see my beard right now. It's like all over the place. Like I started growing a beard and in lockdown so like I was like ah who's gonna see me I like had this opportunity like to grow a beard because but like even now like if I'm going out like okay I'm, I'm not shaded like a couple of weeks I'm like no one's gonna see me because I wear a mask and like mm. apart from Emma mm. and what Emma's Emmanuel's not Emma's not gonna like judge me about my <laughs> beard or anything so like <laughs> my hair is well, okay for me I don't like going to sleep with greasy hair that's just for myself because like I've got to change my pillowcase every day so I like to sh- I like to wash my hair every day just because I like to have a nice hair. But I gave my haircut now. Like I've gone to work like this. I'm like so whatever. What people want to think this people want to think like I like my hair how it is. So like because mm-hmm. I used to I used to like really hate my how like hedgehog and like spiky it is. Like <laughs> I can I can <laughs> love my hair, but <laughs> so like I was like ah oh, just fine. Like who cares? Like it's my hair. Like it's not your hair. So mm-hmm. yeah. That's so crazy because I like I always loved your hair and it's like so soft. <laughs> I know, I right? Don't like my hair. I don't like my hair. I wish I had, I wish I had normal hair. Well, that brings us to the end of this episode. Thank you guys so much for guesting. I really enjoyed our conversation. I had a lot of fun discussing with you guys. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Yeah, it was Enjoy very out. Nice. Any questions or anything, please feel free to message us privately or messages i'll happily i'll happily talk to anyone who needs help or anyone who needs clearing up anything
Thank you so much to anyone listening. I really hope that you enjoyed today's episode and hopefully learned something. Don't forget to subscribe or follow at Halfway the Podcast on Instagram to make sure you don't miss out on any episodes or extra content. Stay tuned for next episode, which will be coming out next Saturday fortnight, where I sit down and talk to you guys about the types of feminism, my opinions on them, and the lessons I've learned as a feminist.